Welcome to this week's deep dive. This week we have the wonderful Vicky Ostrom, who you can find on the internet as trend dependent and is the trend editors for Sanmar. So welcome, Vicky. Hi. <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's always a pleasure to come and pick your brain about our topics of each week. So <laughs> this week on Promotat, we talked about sustainability. And while Vicky had some great thoughts out there, um, I'd love to talk to you bigger on this. So you've been researching sustainability as a trend for a while now. So Uh what is, this is what I find really interesting is what effect has the pandemic had on that? Like on sustainability as a movement, as a trend, as a necessity, like what, what are you seeing out there right now that you're just like, Oh, this is, this is what we need to talk about. I just, I think it is the topic on everyone's tongue. And I think that's been really interesting because before COVID, it was definitely gaining speed. A lot more people were talking about sustainability a lot more often, but it was still a nice to have for a lot of people. Whereas now I feel like everybody has just come to this place where they're like, no, this is how I want to live my life. This is how I need to live my life. And so at, you know, at once it's like a a bigger conversation and it's more global. I think we've all understood how we're connected and interconnected globally with the things that we're doing and the things that affect us all, whether it's climate to the pandemic, you know, we're all being affected in really similar ways. Um, Which I think is shocking to people in, in the United States, at least because we're always like, no, it's just the, the bubble of the United States, oh, you know, nothing happens around us. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but, at the, but at the same time, the, it is a huge issue and the, of sustainability, like, how do I make an effort? How do I make a difference? You know, when everything seems so out of control and I feel like I've seen so many more people now going, well, okay, let me break it down to what can I do? Because, you know, we've all been at home and like, we can't go anywhere else. All we can do is think our own thoughts and like, you know, be solitary. And I think it's had, it's also had this effect of, of having people understand, well, I can, I literally can only do what I can do right now. So what I can do is I can recycle my own clothing and I can use the, the resale market, you know, I cannot buy too many things because I literally can't fit them all in my house. So I'm going to have to get rid of something if I get something. And so that's a circular fashion kind of idea that now people actually get because they're experiencing it. And, you know, we're, there's just a million little things that we're also learning about sustainability and how we can individually make a difference and people are really doing it. Yeah. It's, so interesting to sort of to touch on the what people bring in their houses now and it's because like we're spending so much more time in our homes that I always think of like now what you bring into your home counts like it has to count on yes. so many levels like it has to be good it has to be safe it has to be top quality so do you yeah. see anything happening that way like what what do you think this means for concepts of design just fitting in spaces and quality and functionality Oh, it's, it's everything. I've been doing a lot of research lately on um, what's happening trend-wise in our interior design spaces. And sustainability is coming up 
all the time. So you think you're just going to learn about like what colors are trending and, you know, what kind of furniture do I want? And it, it'll go along that way. And then it'll start going back into sustainability. Like, and this is a choice we've made because it's a sustainable choice or, um, and it seems like no matter what, um, source I'm going to for trend information, it's coming back to holistic ideas. And I feel like holistic is a word that's going to be my word now for the next year. Um, you see emotion back here. That was yeah. from 2018 that started. And now, oh. you know, empathy, you know, then we've now we moved into empathy. Everyone's talking about empathy, which is very, very important. But I, I've increasingly in the last couple of weeks here come across holistic. And I really do love it because I think um, we are thinking about so much more of our lives holistically like our wellness is not just our physical health like oh I have to physically get better so that I don't have a heart attack or get cancer or something it's like well I need my mental health to be well you know so because that's affected to my physical body and part of my mental wellness is also my spiritual wellness so what's going on there and you know we're so we're suddenly realizing we can't just do one thing in order to feel better it's really everything all together and so when you think about your interior space of your home you're also thinking about okay well all of that well-being you know which is what we're calling it now is coming from my home as well so like organization will help me feel like I'm in control because I'm here all the time. So we're seeing this huge um, movement toward organization within the home. And like, do I have those things I need, you know, to keep my kitchen organized and my bathroom organized and my living room and my dining room. And, and there's a lot of opportunities, you know, in the promotional products industry to maybe produce products that are not normally in our wheelhouse, you know, like, do we, have we ever done a lot of kitchen container products? Probably not. I mean, other than tumblers or something like that, you know, I don't think we've really gotten a lot into containers that would put food in for our kitchen, but maybe we should now. And, you know, maybe we should be um, looking more at storage solutions that are useful in the home um, because that's where we are and that's where we need a bag maybe more than we need to go somewhere with a bag you know so I think it's it is changing we're changing the way we live within our homes and in order to gain control um, because holistically it's part of our wellness yeah too you know I think as well like personal organization too because like think of like travel organizers like travel isn't out but now if you're going out somewhere you gotta have it all with you yeah and so because you're not gonna pop into a store because that's harder to do like Uh you know in Ontario right now like we're under shutdown so you know I can't just pop into a store most of the time I have to plan ahead with curbside so you know am I like for bags am I carrying everything that's needed like for do I have power banks do I have like anything for being on the go or even just you know you're seeing a lot I'm seeing a lot of like combined things so yes this pouch holds your mask and a mm-hmm. specialist key and has a pocket for your phone and it's yeah like, yeah right yeah 
And that's the future of design. Uh, and it should be. It's amazing. It's just this, you know, adaptable design. Like how many ways can this transform into five different things that I could use it for? And that way it's more sustainable too, because I don't use it for one use only and then store it and then think, why do I have five of these one use things? I'm going to get rid of them. You know, it's like, no, this thing does a lot for me. I can travel with it or I can use it at home, you know? Um, and, and as well, like yeah. for sustainability is that you get rid of single use items. Like it's got to have a functionality beyond the like this is an easy one, but straw, like, so yeah. you, you've got your travel straw and you've got your cleaning kit for it. And yeah. Yeah. And so how do you tie in, like, what's your own to that? So and how, because one of the things I found and was really shocked at, but understandably so at the beginning of the pandemic, we went from this movement of let's get rid of single use plastic. Let's be conscientious to you better have only touched it once that mask needs to be thrown out your you know gloves and everything so we went from don't dispose anything to get rid of it yeah because it might not be safe yeah yeah and so yeah so it's it's, what do you see for that well on that on that point there is now we're catching up with um and this is where I think interiors uh, space uh, design is ahead of the game from even clothing is they're thinking about um, the antimicrobial, you know, um, solutions for fabrics and, um, just like longevity of fabrics in a more real and sustained way, um, because we're using our furniture of our home 24 seven now, it's not just a little bit, you know, like we're there all the time and our kids are there all the time and they're bouncing off the furniture and, you know, we're sitting on it to do work on it. And, you know, so it's just getting so much more use. So really this, um, long life design is becoming much more, um, integrated into furniture use and, um, development and specifically figuring out those antimicrobial solutions so that the it stays clean longer or also interiors now we're talking about you know is the air safe inside of our own homes does that need to be cleaned yes it does <laughs> so you know there's a lot of um, drapery solutions that are starting to come about in fact Ikea has one that they're selling now um, gr- not like I could say it. you can't say any Ikea names, Grunard or something like that, Grunard, that they you put this curtain up and it um, draws impurities out of the air. And then you take it down, you wash it and it's refreshed and you put it back up and it takes more impurities out of the air. Oh so it's like an air, you know, purifier system. And that's the reason we have so many plants as well. That's one of the main huge benefits of having plants in your home is that they purify the air. Um, so that's important. And, you know, plants in general are the other thing you read about in interior design is everything's about biophilic design. So, you know, what is, how are you incorporating plants into it? There's plants in the home. We want plants on our wallpapers now. Uh, we want plants on our prints that are on, you know, pillows and sofas. And um, we'd like it to be made of plant materials you know, we're seeing, we're even eating more plants. We're, you know, seeing the meat industry going to plant-based meat products. Um, all of your beauty products are, are plant forward. So 
Like I just went to a couple of months ago, I went to a, a webinar that was um, put on by Fashion Snoops and it was on the, in their beauty platform. And it was about, gosh, there was at least 16, if not 20 um, brand ambassadors or owners of brands that were uh, in the beauty area. And they were talking about their, you know, best products, their newest products or what their whole mission was. And they were from around the globe. And every single one of them didn't start with this beauty product will like smooth your wrinkles, or it will, Mm -hmm. you know, make you feel better in some way. It was like this beauty product is made of ashwagandha and, or this is made of, you know, they, and every product was plant forward and they spoke about that. And then they would say, and it will, you know, get rid of your wrinkles or it will refresh your skin or the bonuses you'll look right. The bonus is that, (laughs) but it was all about their mission and, and, you know, also talking about like, if it was, ethically, you know, harvested and all of these kind of things. But, you know, plants are everything to us right now. Yeah, that's so interesting, too, because like, I mean, the other aspect is it looks really good in the Zoom background. It does. Yes. And Instagram (laughs) photos. And (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, living a more organic life, not just in theory, but in practice, or even if it symbolizes it, it's more plants purifying the air. So why not? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we were having a quick discussion before we started recording about how, what we're wondering, what will stick with us mm-hmm. from this time period to when we're older. Like I always think of my grandmother, she lived through the depression and she was the queen of recycling just because those one things had to have multiple uses. Mm-hmm. So um, this is such a Canadian thing, but bags of milk got cleaned out and got used as uh, sandwich bags. So uh-huh. what do you think we're, we'll keep on? Like, what do you think will, will happen to us for this? Um, I do think that we're starting to make a lot smarter decisions about the, the you know, not having single use anything. Everything is needing to be adaptable and transformable now in every part of our life. So if we're going to make a purchase now, we're thinking about how many things can it do. Um, And if it can't do a number of things, we're not going to get it. Um, And I think that's definitely a design uh, philosophy that's going to continue on. And it's really a beautiful thought too, because, um, you know, I, I read a lot about this where, you know, people have said for a while in the design industry, they're like, you know, if you design for a person with a disability, that product is not only going to help that person with a disability live their life better, but I can guarantee you that 12 other people are going to find it more useful as well. I mean, Nike is a perfect example. They just came out with their shoe that you just slip into, you know, on the heel slips back up. Well, that's perfect if you have a disability where you can't reach down to touch your feet, Um, you know, but it's also helpful to literally everyone. (laughs) So, nobody wants to tie their shoes anymore <laughs> no it's fast it's easy it's 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 um hygienic because we don't have to you know touch germs like there's really pretty much any item that you would possibly design for a person with a disability is going to help everybody I even just saw something about the space um I don't know if you just noticed this because you know everything's been about Mars lately and they were talking about um I think it was Russia that was um thinking about 
actually they've opened it up to people with disabilities going into space and they were like it's actually the perfect place i mean literally about the only thing that you can't go into space is if you can't see or hear because you have to communicate by hearing or seeing if you can't if you're in like encapsulated rooms where you can't actually literally see each other um but otherwise there's a ton of people with disabilities that would be actually more um useful in space than people with you know you know all of their function functioning limbs and everything because it's very hard on the body so I thought that was pretty great too but it's so interesting too about how like a lot of what people are talking about right now is that one of the obstacles before for a lot of people who may not have been able to commute is that they weren't able to work remotely Uh or they were told that you can't. And then all of a sudden we all had to go into work remote. So now people who maybe weren't able, like had physical disabilities or, you know, had other issues as that all of a sudden, yeah, like working remote is easy. And you're seeing a lot of um, design like the Nike shoes go into different products of sort of, I think it's also like largely with everything that's happened in 2020 was sort of widening our eyes to the world out there. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing things that make people's lives easier in so many different ways. And it's no longer seen as like, well, this is too niche because yeah. like the, the rise of the niche right now has been going yeah. on for a couple of years of sort of how we respond to our environment. So it'll yeah. be interesting, like, how sustainability and functionality really become the true drivers of products. Yeah. Cause it sounds like that's what it is right now. And yeah. like, let's keep it going. Cause yeah, you know, we've already seen the effects of climate change and yes. it's not great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's really, it comes down to control so much too, you know, like we can't, you know, we're realizing that things feel so out of control. And so where are the places that we can control and what's the first thing that you can do? And right now, the first thing that we can do is what we personally can do. And then the next thing is what can we do locally? And so literally a lot of us can't get much further than local. And so you're seeing a lot more um, local interests, like what's happening with my local what's happening in design in my local area like who's the local makers um the creators can i support them what are they making how interesting is that and um the the interest of um local is being written up in every single different way and we're realizing that you know, like, so on the one hand, you could look at it, well, it's also kind of insular, because it's just your local area, right? But it's also understanding the beauty that was actually all around us all this time, but we've been so just literally busy, and like going out, like, you know, I'm traveling across the country, I'm traveling across the globe, constantly, that's what I'm doing. I'm not where I am, where I am is just where I sleep, you know? And so, but there's such um, a diverse, you know, group of people and artisans around you that you can really be proud of. And so you're seeing a lot of interest in this, you know, local movement of, of really rediscovering who's around you. And that is part of diversity too, which is, is, you know, seems counterintuitive in a way, but it's like, you're understanding the specialness that is who you are and who, where you're from. And, you know, you're seeing this um, you know, we've been seeing ancestry, ancestry.com become yeah. such a, a big deal because people want to know the history of their family and what's special about it. 
Um, I've been watching this uh, channel on TV called NHK, which is the Japanese, uh, it's a Jap, kind of like Japanese PBS in a way. And they're covering all the different stories about Japan. And um, they have some really beautiful design philosophies. And um, one guy that they covered is, um, and again, I'm not going to say his name right, Nega, Negoka Kenmai. And he, he has like 10 stores in Japan that are on his philosophy of long life design. And it's a lot like what we're doing with the resale movement in the sense of clothing per se, but he goes and looks at um, furniture and objects that we use in our everyday life. And he'll, he'll go to, you know, their secondhand stores, or he'll go out into the countryside and just find things that people don't want anymore. And he has such an eye for design. He'll pick out the things that actually are amazing design and he'll bring them back into his store and clean them up. And, you know, he has all these pieces that are just beautiful design pieces that are, you know, used pieces. And then some of them he'll actually reproduce into, you know, you know, creating again, because the design has been lost um, and not produced anymore, but it's just so beautiful. But one of the things that I really liked about what he did is that he went out and he found like this one farmer had 60 kind of larger um, plastic containers like you would get at a garden store with a tree in it or something you know like it's not great plastic it's not pretty plastic it's just like an efficient like bucket that a plant was in and um he they had like 60 of them he's like can I have those and they're like yeah I don't want these when I you know take them and so he scrubbed the heck out of them they're 40 years old and, you know, we are so worried about plastic right now. Like plastic is terrible. We shouldn't be using it anymore. We should never use it, you know. Um, but he was looking at this and he's like, you know, this is something that exists. It's not going away. Um, it's not this particular thing isn't being produced anymore. Um, so it is it is waste unless we use it but it actually could be used and is very useful vessel. And so he cleaned all these up. He's selling each one for $500 and he's already sold three. (laughs) But his point is, is that it isn't about what it costs to make it or what it costs like in reference to other plastic items. It is an object that exists that we can continue to use. And it's, it's a useful vessel and you know, we should keep it in, in, in motion, you know, and that is the way it's not garbage. So look, just reframe what it is, you know, don't look at it as purely monetary, look at it as usefulness, you know, and so in that way, it's, I loved it, he's calling it long life design. And, you know, I think that's the sustainable message that we all could use is just to reframe going away from pure monetization of like, this is a tiny little, you know, plastic truck that is literally probably a half a cent that someone may or less, you know, that was made, but is it beautiful? Is it useful? Is it fun? Could it even be an object that you put on your, you know, cabinet and yeah. it's lovely because like it's you... a pop of color, you know? Yeah. It's kind of one of those, like, just because you're done with it doesn't mean that it's done. Like, and yeah. You know, think about it, or even I know a lot of people like a trend I see here a lot is uh, recovering furniture. Yes, uh-huh. and it's not just like okay, so you really like the shape, the shape fits for you. It's just the colors a bit dated, or the fabric, uh-huh. or the cushions need to be restuffed. And it's sort of yeah. rather than reinvesting and getting a new couch, 
and disposing of something else is taking what you already love and giving it new life again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I find so interesting and sort of like looking at, it's kind of, you always want to think of it. So yourself, you're looking at people's potential. Yes. (laughs) You're looking at objects potential. Yes. Yes. I love it. And I think that's the best thing that's going to come out of all of this is that we are all reassessing what's around us and thinking, can I fix that? This whole visible mending, even like even the fixing of it is beautiful, um, can be beautiful and seen as an, a piece of the design of it that is unique now that can never be replicated because it's mended in this beautiful way that only has existed once, you know? Yeah. So finding these individual ways. Yeah. You've personalized it. Yeah. It's a big thing in gifting actually are um, different kinds of, you know, patchwork has become a trend. And so, but each culture has their own way that they do patchwork. Uh, Korean patchwork looks different than Japanese patchwork that looks different than American patchwork quilts. They're all patchwork, but they're all very uniquely different and so beautiful in the way that they're done. And they're being used on like uh, journal covers or, um, you know, uh, pillows or, you know, different things that are smaller objects um, that are then being gifted and, and they're coming into our gifting world and kits and things like that to be very unique, um, like small batch items that are how special is that it's a, it is a gift because it doesn't exist everywhere you know you have a unique item and I think that's going to be hopefully a movement that really continues in our world a promo to um, have more small batch coming into our world yeah yeah we can only hope it's it's all that matter you know we as long as you're thinking big picture and about how you're affecting the community that's what works mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Vicki, thank you so much for coming on. Um, If you don't already follow her at Trend Dependent, I suggest you do. And uh, the work she does for Sanmar for Trends is fantastic. So uh, keep up the good work. And so thank you, Vicki, for coming on. Thank you, Maple Ridge Farms, for being our sponsor. And everyone, remember to join us every Wednesday at 3 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. Just follow the hashtag promo chat. Take care. Thank you. Bye.